could never be alone Take me down, little Susie, take me down I know you think you're the queen of the underground Send me dead flowers every morning Send me dead flowers by the maid Send me dead flowers to my wedding I won't forget to put roses on your grave. Welcome to Talking Giants presented by Seat Geek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. We've got a couple things to talk about. I was looking forward to talking about uh, Tyrod Taylor and Ricky Seals-Jones being his additions. I love talking about new free agents on the team, especially back at QB. It's a very fun conversation that we haven't talked about a ton. Um <laughs> But I do like Tyrod Taylor a lot as a backup QB, so it makes it a little more fun to talk about backup quarterback with Tyrod Taylor. But most importantly, we have to talk about Logan Ryan being cut. Justin, how how are you? Before, you know, I'm going to do the Patreon in a second, but how are you? Hey, Bobby Skinner. Today is one of those days where I can't let Twitter get to my head and impact my, my pseudo-podcast performance. Um, I could be, you know, exaggerating a little bit with this Logan Ryan cut and the Giants could do something tomorrow and, you know, sign up uh, Deshaun Elliott, a guy from Baltimore and, you know, easily replace Logan Ryan with the low cap hit. But I'm not really happy with this move, um, you know, so I could be exaggerating. and I'm going to try to not let people on Twitter impact how I feel about things on the podcast, um, but I'm doing all right. Corn beef and cabbage. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Go St. Peter's Prep. Happy St. Patrick's Day to snacks. No, I'm sorry, not St. Peter's Prep. Go St. Peter's University. I picked um, them. How are you? I'm I'm good. Uh, you know, with the Logan Ryan stuff, I do disagree with the move. There there's still stuff to be seen, but we're we're gonna break it all down. Um, but w- part of the issue right now is we are in the honeymoon stage with Joe Shane. Yeah. You know, where it's like, if you disagree with anything, it's like, well, trust pro. It's like, well, we do. It's just, we're not going to, not going to agree with everything. Cause you know, I, I just want to say what I think and not be old takes exposed when I'm contradicting myself, yep. you know, five, six months from now. And we're also coming off a of four and 13 season where every, essentially every player on the team besides Andrew Thomas and Xavier McKinney is a bum, yeah. you know, like there's no in the middle conversation with, with, uh, with it. So uh, let's the Patreon. The new uh new members of the family on this episode are Mark New Newtile. He's he's neutral on on the subject. Braden Hernandez, mm. so brave of him to join our Patreon right before Will Hernandez probably signs. Which I'm actually looking forward to seeing where Hernandez, Carter, and Peppers go. Mostly Jabril Peppers. I'm excited to see where he goes. Um, Adam Troy. He is part of a. Uh, uh, he's a Trojan. Mm. Uh, my Miami Hurricanes are going to beat your USC Trojans tomorrow, Adam. And then Brian Walsh, who I'm pretty sure there's a famous Brian Walsh. It's funny you mentioned Trojans. I was just looking at Drake Jackson today. I basically have all the edge rushers. Drake London. Hmm? I was looking at Drake London. Oh, I basically have all the edge rushers done that could be picked in the first two to three rounds-ish. And I'm going to try and finish the rest tomorrow on Friday. So, patreon.com slash Giants. Um, thank you to our new patrons. If you want to be a patron, you want to be one of our favorite people in the world, go to that site, $2 a month plus some of the tiers. You get to hang out with us live while we record the shows. Bobby Skinner will send you some stickers, magnets in the mail. And then two times a month, you have an opportunity to win a free shirt item from our store, patreon.com slash slash talking giants. Thanks to our patrons. All right. So the giants, uh, released Logan Ryan, and this was a very surprising move. And why was it a very surprising move? Because it didn't, doesn't make any sense on paper. Um, now there's, again, there's things behind the scenes that maybe we don't know and, and things to come, but this move does not make sense on paper. In fact, you know, I, I was reading Dan Duggan's like combine notes and he's like, it's like, I've been hurrying that they've been wanting to move Logan Ryan, but yeah. he's like, I just don't believe it. I which just don't believe is, it because it doesn't make sense. This is bad foresight on our end. Cause even, you know, no, no matter how you feel about Pat Leonard, he even put it out a couple weeks ago where he's sourced up Pat, no matter how you feel about Pat Leonard, he's sourced up. 
he was putting out a couple weeks ago. Dan Duggan was putting it out a couple weeks ago about like there's serious rumblings about this, but he just didn't believe it. And similar, Bobby and Bobby and I, you know, we had you know side conversations like, did you see that this that Dan Duggan said this? And they're like, there's no way that it's gonna happen because it just doesn't make any sense. And not only does it not make sense on paper, I just don't think it doesn't make sense at all unless there is something behind the scenes that is happening but it was a thing bad foresight on our end to not talk about it on the show but apparently it was a thing that it had a good chance of happening well it doesn't make sense because they only saved seven hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, and when you think of the vet minimum which is seven hundred ten thousand, you essentially don't save anything like they're just cutting the player because they don't like the player but it does over the cap was wrong it does save 2.9 million dollars in 2023 to cut him now um i guess it's his his you know the the injury guarantee. It was like an injury guarantee that three million dollars that uh, would go into. Yeah, Friday. and I saw something that said pre June first. If you cut him pre June first, that that that's what made it save the three million dollars. So again, two different answers. A, a part of a part of the frustrating day that was on Twitter, <laughs> where where at least my brain is and my frustration is, is that when when Logan Ryan was cut. 17 different check marks were telling us 17 different things about the money the Giants did or didn't save. And that was a fresh, very frustrating thing. So it does save them $3 million in 2023. So that will be the argument is that it saves them money for 2023. But that's not a good argument. But I think if they were going to cut Logan Ryan, they should have done it as a post June 1st cut. They would have saved them $3 million this year, Justin. And this is the year they need it. You know, they're, they're in line to have like a, you know, before anybody's extended, and they might not even extend anybody. Um, you know, like the like Saquon, will he be extended? Daniel Jones, will he be extended? Like Dexter Lawrence, maybe that's. But they're all, they're in line to have like almost a, like a hundred million dollars in cap room. I have and I have right those now, numbers right here. We're scraping the bottom of the barrel to fill out this roster. Yeah, yeah, I have those numbers right here about next year. So the Giants had before today eighty seven point seven million dollars in cap space. Um, now they have approximately ninety nine million dollars. So, the Giants saved that additional $3 million. If the Giants were to cut Logan Ryan next year, then it would be $96 million because the dead cap would have been about $3 million next year. I don't think that's worth it. I, I personally Me don't either. think that's worth it. The Giants need depth in 2022, not cap space in 2023. And if your argument is, well, Logan Ryan's not that good to begin with, I get it. You cannot like Logan Ryan as a player. You cannot like how he drops interceptions. You cannot like how what he was saying in, in post-game press conferences. Because if you go back on Talking Giants episodes, I was saying the same thing. I think I was a little bit more critical of Logan Ryan than you were. I was fed up that he was not the same playmaker in 2021 as he was in 2020, where he was really good in 2020. But Logan Ryan still, still, especially when it doesn't serve any financial benefit of cutting him right now, doesn't serve any financial benefit, Logan Ryan is not a scrub. Logan Ryan's not a scrub. And the Giants unnecessarily, in my opinion, created a position of need today when there is already right tackle, tight end, nose tackle, edge rusher, cornerback, if Bradbury's gone, and now add a safety to the mix of that. And those are needs at a starter spot, not talking about depth. There's still no. a lot of depth needs as well. Logan Ryan, was they switched to a too-high system, and Xavier McKinney was able to play the free safety role. So, uh, you know, a lot of times he was the under, covering on the under. You know, and I think people do a bad job of judging safety play because you don't see it on TV much. Um, and unless they're getting an interception or or they're giving up a play, you don't know how to evaluate them. You know, unless they're like like Xavier McKinney. Like, if you ask people about Xavier McKinney the first five weeks of the season, people say, like, oh, yeah, I like him. But he was playing bad. And then he really turned it on and played really well. Because um, he so made do- plays that appeared on the TV screen. Yeah, um, but like before, like he was giving up big plays. Like he was the person responsible for big plays given up early in the season. It was it was Xavier McKinney. Um, again, like if the, if they would have done this as a post June first cut, it makes sense because they are so desperate for cap space right now, and especially so with this James Bradbury contract situation or this trade situation, which I like what they're doing with Bradbury. By the way, we'll we'll hit on it at the end of the podcast. Um, but the arguments against it, man, I just the only one. All argument can made for is the three million dollars in 2023 cap space, and I just don't think that's good enough. It's like, not worth it because they need depth now, and and again, unnecessarily they created a hole. Unnecessarily, 
I would rather have Logan Ryan out there doing... Now, I don't think he fits Wink Martindale's system, so that's also a rebuttal. I don't think he fits it. But who who are they going to bring in that's going to fit Wink exactly, Martindale and be a starter exactly. day one? I'm really looking forward to that undrafted free agent that we're going to have in here. Or if we select somebody higher in the draft, pseudo Kyle Hamilton round one. Let's go through the scenarios, right? Kyle Hamilton round one. The fan base is erupting that we lost out on an edge rusher or an offensive tackle. Um, round two, let's just say we take a, we take a safety round two, right? Then we're losing out on one of those edge rushers that could possibly be there in round two. We're losing out on a Trey McBride. Round three, we're losing out on an interior lineman that usually you have good value there. So that's my point. Is that, okay, yeah, you could just draft one. You can just find a replacement. If you're going to find a good replacement for Logan Ryan, then something else that is more important is going to be sacrificed. And that is why I am concerned and worried and not uh, not happy with this move. Yeah, and again, like the the argument for like, I think it's Deshaun Elliott from the Ravens is there. It was like, okay, well, I would much rather let Logan Ryan, who can be a solid player, who is a solid player in the NFL, who I do think is can fit Wink Martindale's scheme. I mean, he plays, he's played deep safety, he's played down towards the box, and he's played cornerback. Now, again, he's not the same exact player, but I think he does fit what Wink Martindale does. You know, he's, again, not going to be perfect, but I think he does fit. Like, I don't think, that, he, I don't think, like, I know people, like, I feel like Peppers would have more of an issue because there's so much to rely on man coverage, and Peppers isn't good in man coverage, especially yeah. if it's against, like, you know, slot wide receivers, where Logan Ryan, you can put him at against a slot wide receiver. And not lose any sleep at night about it. Mm-hmm. So I think Logan Ryan fits better. Now, in the run game, Peppers would fit better. Um, but in the pass game, like I definitely think Logan Ryan fits that role better. And especially since there's going to be, like, you know, Wink Martindale wants to put the green dot on the safety sometimes. You know, and that Logan Ryan's good for that role. Um, now, again, McKinney, now I, I will say even just with that point, McKinney started to do that a little bit in 2021, I believe. And if that's the direction that they want to go... I think Logan Ryan would be fine with that. <laughs> you know? I don't think that would be a, a a hit to his pride. And again, maybe maybe he's more of an egotistical guy than we thought. But we don't know. We can only speculate from what we know right now. Um, so I really want to hear, and I'm going to be anxious to hear, why moving on from Logan Ryan, um, what is the rationale financially and also roster-wise? Yeah, that, that is, the next time we hear from Joe Shane, like, that's number one. Like, I want to hear, and, and again, he probably won't give you a real answer, but like, yeah. what, what happened with with Logan Ryan? Because I just feel like there's got to be more to this than just simply, like, oh, he, they just wanted to start fresh. Because then then you need to move on from Shep. Then you, you know, then you get the extra two mil from just cutting Blake Martinez instead of uh, taking a pay cut. Yeah. Like, there's, then there's, there's, then you need to trade Saquon. Um, you know, there's, there's other moves. That should, if if it's just if we're just totally punting 2022, then there's other moves to be made. Like let's just like there's like other than again you don't save any money on Logan Ryan in 2022 and 2023 you don't need the three mil. Yeah, this isn't this is not a move that's competing for today and building for tomorrow. Um, I I really don't feel you know that's Joe Shane's phrase. Um, a lot of people were throwing around the tough you know smart tough dependable today. Uh, I think that those are the three buzzwords. Um, sure, Logan Ryan may not fit that, but this is certainly not a move that's uh, you know building for today while uh, competing for tomorrow. One thing that I also want uh, a beat person on the beat to ask Joe Shane, because I could see this possibly being a problem. I wonder if the Giants asked him, hey, would you be willing to make a move back to slot corner instead of safety? Because Logan Ryan was very adamant on when he signed with the Giants that he did not want to be a slot corner. He wanted to be signed as a safety. So I wonder if they asked him, would you be able, would you be willing to make that transition? And I wonder if he said no. That's my thinking. That would make sense. Yeah, like but it's I a said, reach. I, it's a reach. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how all this went down. Um, there's also been like, oh well, he was Joe Judge's guy, and it's like, I, come on, like Logan Ryan's a professional. Like, yeah. yes, did he love Joe Judge and Joe? Nate Joe Ebner Judge was him. Joe Judge's guy. But, like, the idea that, well, because he was just too close to Joe Judge to be with this new, like, that is, that is law, you know, that is, that is, a, you know, you can talk, you can tell us about you don't know everything's going on. Well, you definitely don't know what everything's going on if you're doing yeah. the Joe Judge. It's like, this is a Joe, this is because he was part of Joe Judge. Um, and again, like, they might have a plan. Uh, I know people like Kyle Hamilton a lot, and I guess there's, you can have different opinions on that, but I just think there's, 
seven guys worth taking before Kyle yep. Hamilton in this draft. And also um, there are two players on the team that are the exceptions of these are reasons why you don't take X player. Andrew Thomas is a reason why you don't take a left tackle, not right tackle. Andrew Thomas is a reason why you don't take a left tackle. And I genuinely do believe that Xavier McKinney is why you don't need to take another game-changing safety. I really do. I really think Xavier McKinney deserves that. I agree with you, but people are going to come at it with like the two-safety tandem with him and Kyle Hamilton. Um, but I, I do agree with you. Like I'm not... I just don't think Kyle Hamilton should be drafted by the Giants. I think there's yeah. seven players that are, are more worthy. Yep. Um, and not just talking about pos- drafting for need. Uh, you know, positional value matched with, uh, you know, player, just player evaluation. Um, I feel better. I feel a lot better now. I was hot to start. I didn't get as hot as I was worried I was going to. And I got my emotions out there. I also think people put too much into, like, you know, not all nine players in the draft are going to be good. Yes. <laughs> like, if five are, like, starting level players, that's an amazing draft. That's an amazing draft if you can get five just starting level players out of these nine. Like, that's an amazing draft. And, if, and I know and, um, I know Jerry Reese was bad, but I uh, let's just give you this context for a second. I tweeted this out, I think, two days ago. The, Gi- the last time the Giants had five draft picks in the top 100 was 2009. Here's what they did with those picks. Hakeem Nix, Clint Sintum, Will Beatty, Ramsey's Bardens, Travis Beckham. Hakeem Nix was a hit. Will Beatty, I guess maybe you consider a hit. It's injuries that kind of derailed him. It's injuries that derailed Hakeem Nix. But the last time the Giants had five top 100 draft picks, again, I know it's Jerry Reese, and I know he was really bad at drafting, but two of those guys hit out of the five. That's somewhat of an okay return, right? Not, 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 well, well, who was the second round pick? Clint Sintum. That's a not guy, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, you got to hit on what, second round picks. What they did with him is, you know, he was a, he was a three, four outside linebacker and they took him when they still had a four, three system. So, but you understand my point though. And it's, it's, I'm kind of yeah, trying that, to piggyback that we're not going to, this point. draft isn't going to just fill nine needs. Yeah. You know? Um, and the Giants legitimately do have like nine needs. <laughs> well, that's just as like starting them. Like they need depth, you know. Like now, now you don't just need uh, one more depth safety. You have two. You need two depth safety or a starting safety and a depth safety. Yeah. Um, and and don't put so much weight on like pressure on Julian Love that Julian Love's going to come in here and ball. Like what from the last three years has told you that Julian Love's just ready to go as a starting safety? Yeah, or even like Adrian Robinson. You know, all right, you're going to be you're going to be a slot corner or. Aaron Robinson. I'm sorry. Who's Adrian Robinson is a is a former Giant, right? Um, put so much pressure on Aaron Robinson. Okay, you're going to be you're just going to be a a starting corner. Um, yeah, I got Jerry Reese drafts on the brain. Okay, you know who? Dory Jackson, you're just going to be cornerback one now. Or if we just pick up or if we draft a rookie, okay, you're just going to be cornerback two now. You know. it's tough. It's just tough. And again, they, they're only saving. They're saving nothing. They're essentially <laughs> saving nothing when you f- you when you factor in that the top fifty one players come into the cap. They're not saving again. If they were saving two mil, okay. Yeah. You know, if they Absolutely. do this as a post June, it's just like just do this. Like we're not. Listen, if you want to move on from Logan Ryan, fine. Do it as a post June first cut. Say like you are so strapped for cash right now. Like like you like. I, like I, they haven't even like announced Ricky Seals Jones probably because they haven't been able to make it make it official. Like that's how like strapped for cash they are right yeah. now. Like like that that's the thing. It's like they're so strapped for cash, and like you said, they created another hole. And again, like so. All right, can we move on? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All right, college basketball fans, you're pissing me off. But join the action on court uh, on the court during the big uh, tournament of the year with DraftKings Sports. I wonder if you could bet on actual court, like who will win this case. Um, turn your team. Uh, who we who were we trying to free on Simple Man Radio this morning? Hmm. I don't know if we were trying to free anybody. Oh, it was oh, the woman. Um, Florida versus New Jersey. Man. Yeah, it was the woman who uh, punched somebody in the face that was turning around their driveway. There's yes. more to the story. Free her. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can get bet five dollars on any team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. By the way, Simple Man Radio has been been fun if sportsbook isn't available in your state yet you can still join in the college hoop actions with DraftKings pools 
Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of $250,000 in prize. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers, then track your results. By the way, I called St. Um, Peter's. I actually have in the finals. They're going to lose, though. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code. We're recording this be- before the St. Peter's um, Kentucky game, but I, oh, wow. I really think St. Peter's is going to win this. Mm. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code JOHNBOY. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus. Uh, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. The Giants signed Tyrod Taylor as their backup QB. Um, who will be 33 this season. The contract breakdown is two years for $11 million with $6 million in incentives. So $11 million of it is guaranteed, 10.9. His cap hit for 2022 is 2.7 mil, and then it jumps up to 6.9 in 2023. And then there's a void year uh, in 2024 with a 1.4 mil dead cap hit. Um, In six games, he's uh, completed 60.7% of his passes, 161 Yards per game, five touchdowns, five interceptions. Let's talk about Tyrod Taylor as a player first, and then we could talk about like the Giants and this what this means for Daniel Jones um, and just the QB signing um, in general. If you would have asked me like what two backup, you know, three backup QBs would you like, like just as player, it would have been Mariota, Tyrod Taylor, and Mitchell Trubisky. So I do like having Taylor as a backup. He's definitely an upgrade over Mike Glennon. I also have another question for you. For Wake and Jake, we recently did uh, rankings of the top 40 quarterbacks in the National Football League. Um, where did you have Daniel Jones, and then do you remember where you had Tyrod Taylor? I don't remember where I had Tyrod Taylor. I had Jones at 20, Tyrod Taylor maybe at like 27. I had Jones at 21 and Tyrod Taylor at 25. Okay, so yeah. What is Tyrod Taylor as a player? He's got a good arm. He can make deep sideline throws. Um, and obviously, he's mobile, right? Like, that's the thing we all know, mo- know most known him, know him for. Um, but he's he kind of like a game manager with, with the ability to move. And the, I think the biggest value he has as a backup QB is turning sacks into positive gains or, you know, or being able to throw the ball away. Like that's when, when you watch on film, like that's the thing like Mike Lennon wouldn't be able to do. Colt McCoy wouldn't be able to do is taking plays that should be sacks and being able to scramble and get out of them. Like that's his biggest thing. Cause sacks are drive killers. Look at the percentage of drive scored with sacks versus not like they end drives and you know, sacks from a backup QB more so are going to end drives. Cause it's going to be harder to compensate for them. Um, that being said, he does create sacks, you know, yeah. with indecision. There is times where he creates sacks with his with his indecision. He takes a lot of sacks. Um, his struggles are versus the blitz, um, and then his accuracy is when he's under pressure. His accuracy is pretty bad. Um, you know, like uh, there's, uh, you know, check out the film breakdown, but his accuracy can be bad under pressure. But he's gonna thrive in the quick game and then the three level reads. Which is uh like that's where you saw the big plays come out was the stuff that Brian Dable does so I like that and then like the pick your spot shots, um so he's not afraid to be aggressive but he's not like some gunslinger backup QB with Tyrod Taylor so I do think this is kind of like a perfect fit for Daniel Jones he's not better than Daniel Jones I know some people have that opinion and I respect your opinion but it's wrong I've you know I've I, you know I've watched all of Daniel Jones I've watched the film on Tyrod Taylor Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Tyrod Taylor but Taylor is a good is is a good backup and um if the if it, it's not a mike glennon situation it's not going to be as bad as mike glennon if daniel jones goes down you had a line to start the tyrod taylor film breakdown about what a backup quarterback is can you repeat that a bad starter a backup quarterback is a bad starter a good backup qb is a backup starter and if they're not they become good starters you know, like when you bring up, you know, Jeff Hosteller or Dak Prescott, like, well, those guys became good starters. Tyrod Taylor is 33 years old. He's not going to become a good starter. Um, but he is a he is a good backup. Contract-wise, Justin, to me, this signals not necessarily like this. They're going to give Daniel Jones every opportunity to succeed and be the guy, but they're not betting on it. $6.9 million in 2023 is not betting on Daniel Jones. No. Like this is this is just this is honestly this may be more important for 2023 where they can bring someone in when they if they want to if they want to go uh, you know the rookie QB route like this is what this signing is 
because yeah. again, there's 6.9 mil in 2023. You added a void year. There's no way they added a void year because Daniel Jones has uh, injury issues. They didn't. They didn't add a like a void year on a back of QB is kind of a crazy thing. I don't know how many times he's, he's that's happened. And again, he's a high paid backup QB. But the 2022 2.7 million dollar deal uh, number is fine. Again, you don't want to be pushing stuff. Like we talked about it in our free agent preview. Like, does Joe Shane want to backload contracts? No, but he's going to be kind of forced to with the way the Giants cap situation is right now. Yeah, and also, I mean, these are two-year deals. So I'm not, you know, you're not going to lose your mind versus like Kenny Galladay. Hey, this is a, how many years did he sign? Five? Four. Four. You know, Leonard Williams extended for four or five? Three. Three. You know, there you go. I'm I'm really good tonight. I'm really batting a thousand. Adrian (laughs) Robinson. Um, this is what happens when I'm heated. Yeah, Bobby, uh, I am thinking more about 2023 with Tyrod Taylor coming on rather than 2022, um, because there's a part of me and Dan Duggan even brought this up. That was like Tyrod Taylor could serve as the bridge quarterback for whoever Joe Shane may want to bring in next. Well, I'm like, well, isn't that the point of 2022? If Daniel Jones doesn't prove that he's the guy that Daniel Jones can be a bridge quarterback. I don't think that's their thinking right now. Well, I think he's saying the bridge as far as like, Someone to start if they if they draft a young QB who's not ready to start week one because they're not going to bring Daniel Jones to do that. Or honestly, you know, I also thought I thought of this too, which makes me feel a little bit better about having Tyrod Taylor in here. If they don't feel like they can upgrade a quarterback in 2022 based on where their draft position is, if they can't trade up, if they don't have the ammo to trade up, where they would be devoiding themselves of resources in future years then Tyrod Taylor can be that starter in 2023 so you don't have to bankrupt yourself so you don't have to go out and trade for a veteran quarterback or trade all the way up for a quarterback or force yourself to take a quarterback that you don't really want. So that is why it's also somewhat good of having Tyrod Taylor here in 2023. That would be that would be a pretty miserable season by the way if we are in a situation where we just have to accept that Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback because Joe Shane doesn't see that there's an upgrade out there for for quarterback. That's going to be a pretty miserable season, but <laughs> which is if Daniel Jones doesn't perform this year, that's what's going to happen, you know. And again, you don't want them to force a QB pick. Like if if Daniel Jones isn't good this year, Tyrod Taylor, and they don't believe in a QB in the 2023 class, spare me the Bryce Young, uh, CJ Stratt. Like you don't. Let's not go. Let's not uh, you know put set the board for the 2023 yeah. draft. This time oh, yeah. last Especially year, Sam Alabama Howell, Alabama, Ohio State QB. But anyways, yeah. this time last um, year, Sam Howell was the clear number one pick. So. But yeah, but like you know, there's there's a good chance Tyrod Taylor is the starting quarterback. As far as backup QBs, Justin, um, this is a lot of money for a backup QB, and I think we're so shell shocked and like scarred by Mike Lennon. Like, like not every bad backup, not every backup QB is going to be as bad as Mike Lennon. Okay, mm-hmm. and again, Mike Lennon. Uh, was a was bad, but also a product of his environment. Again, he had career lows in every single category, and like. What games do the Giants win if Tyrod Taylor is their QB instead of Mike Lennon? Seriously. And I want you to hit, because people will hit me with one. I want to show you something. Look at Mike Lennon. They had one common opponent, Mike Lennon and Tyrod Taylor, the Miami Dolphins. Tyrod Taylor played, and go watch it, played exponentially worse than Mike Lennon did versus the Miami Dolphins. Mm. And Lennon played damn bad. But Tyrod Taylor played much worse. They both put up nine points. But Tyrod Taylor played really bad in that game. Now, don't judge Taylor off of one game um, because he did play better in, in his other five games than Mike Lennon did in his. But against their one common opponent, the, like Tyrod Taylor played much worse than what uh, Mike Lennon did. And again, the Giants, like you said, they need all these starters. They just now they have an extra one with uh, Logan Ryan. Like I would have been in the boat of. N- Spending very little on a backup, but at the same time, they did spend very little in 2000. They didn't, they spent middle of the pack for 2022. They're spending a lot in 2023 on a backup. Yeah. And they're preparing for a worst case scenario in 2023 that is Daniel Jones not panning out and then not finding a quarterback that you want to put your job on the line for. So that that's where I am okay with it. But also, uh, like what I would do if I was in the seat, which nobody cares about. And that's why I'm sitting behind a microphone and I'm not there. What I would do if I was in their seats is I just would barely invest in it at all. And I would be solely looking for a solution at quarterback one and not worrying about kind of if 
not worrying about 2023. Like, what? how am I going to build up and how am I going to invest in quarterback one down the road? And how can we avoid that being a guy like Tyrod Taylor? Um, yeah, but again, that's again, why I'm here. Again, like, the backup, like, you could have answered... You- you could have addressed the 2023 need a uh, bridge QB in 2023. And again, like there's $6 million worth of incentives. And I would love to see what those incentives are, Justin. But Daniel Jones does have an injury problem. Like, what does it not say he doesn't get 30 mil of those incentives? You know what I mean? Also, Tyrod like, Taylor has an injury problem too. Yeah, he does, which is kind of funny. Uh, not funny, but you know what I mean. Ironic. Uh, yeah, ironic. Some of the talking points around Taylor have been kind of crazy. Like Davis Mills outperformed him in Houston this year. Um, I, I even, maybe I shouldn't do the straw man. I saw a couple people say, say that he was playing good for the Chargers. Uh, no, he wasn't. Like watch that game versus the Bengals week one before the punctured lung thing, which is totally messed up. But it was like, I watched that game because it was, I, I wanted to see Joe Burrow's first start and Tyro Taylor was bad. And I was like, why are they not playing Justin Herbert? This is insane. Um, and then they played Justin Herbert and he played really well. And look at him. He's kind of good. You know, but he was he was just like a solid middle of the pack starter in Buffalo. So again, if you bring Tyler Taylor in a good offensive system, can can win some games. And I think that's what the Giants wanted yeah. out of their backup QB. Where yeah. Mike Glennon in a good offensive system doesn't look horrible, but I don't think he wins you anything. Outside of this year, he seems like he does a really good job of taking care of the ball, especially when it comes with interceptions, which that's what you want out of a backup quarterback. Tyrod Taylor's three years of starting of pseudo you know starting at buffalo he had an espn qbr which i don't love that metric it's but it is based on epa tyra taylor had an espn qbr all three of those years that were higher than daniel jones's first three years of of him playing as a pro so i think those are the two biggest positives of of tyrod taylor you know he'll give you the the big plays every once in a while he adds the mobility factor that you want out of a backup quarterback he seems to take care of the ball um you know, but he's still a, a you know, like Bobby said, a backup QB is still a bad starter. Yeah, and but the argument would be that Daniel Jones is a bad starter, but Daniel Jones is better than Tyrod Taylor. Um, Which everything, all those can be. Fight true. me, <laughs> fight me, fight me about it if you disagree. All right, Justin, want to read the ad before we hit on Ricky Seals Jones and James Bradbury? Yeah, we'll have a long time and, to talk and about our, our um, twenty-minute conversation on Corey Cunningham. Yeah, we'll have a. Do you want? Hey, maybe we'll save a conversation of how many games does Tyrod Taylor start this year. Dougie Fresh makes a good now. point that the Tyrod Taylor injuries are are overblown. Well, actually, he, well, the he is right. The puncturing lo- he two seasons worth of injuries. Yeah, but also he hasn't played much. Eh. So, but he, he he's not Mister. Uh, he's not Eli Manning. You want to know who was? the ball busters of brackets today, but we don't know this yet because the game didn't happen yet. I don't know who will be, but I really think St. Peter uh, uh, is going to beat Kentucky. Well, Bobby Skinner, St. Peter's is about to be some ball busters and March Madness is here. And not everyone can have a perfect bracket like Bobby Skinner, but you can have the perfect set of balls this tournament with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming. They've just launched their ultra premium collection to give you the total championship hygiene routine this is everything this is in the shower this is cologne this is getting your manscaped all right with manscaped's company name after sweating out the games make sure you lather up head to toe with this all-in-one skin and hair kit to have your body and ball smelling final four fresh alliteration join the four million men worldwide who trust manscaped with our exclusive offer go to manscaped.com use code giants Get 20% off plus free shipping. We all know the essential Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer. It's all for that precise trim below the waist. Their advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts on your basket balls. What I want you to do again 20% off plus free shipping with the code Giants at Manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use promo code Giants. Make sure you call on Manscaped this tournament season or your bracket won't be the only thing that's busted. You'll be smelling like shit. How about that? Don't smell like shit. And Sergio, don't miss, don't smell like poop. Any more Tyrod Taylor stuff, or are we moving on? His highlights are fun. He's a fun backup QB to put highlights together for. You know, he doesn't run as much as you'd think. No, I like that's why like 
when you said that his mobility is the first thing that comes to mind, it's not what comes to mind for me. I mean, I think of him as just like a a pretty solid game manager that can run if needed. That's not his first instinct. No, but it's, it's like I think the biggest thing is saving, uh, like taking sacks and, and avoiding them. He know, takes a is, lot of sacks. Yeah, but Houston's offensive line was really bad. Like, That's really, really bad. Cleveland, he started a few games in 2018. He had an insane pressure rate of 39%. Um, this year, <laughs> which is insane. Uh, this year, his pressure rate was 27%, and his average time in the pocket was 2.2 seconds. That is very, very quick. Spending an average, not just average time to throw. This is average time in the pocket. And then he was running wherever he needed to run to get rid of the football. So that's also why it's difficult to back to evaluate these journeyman backup QBs too, is because these are terrible teams that they're playing on. So, um, all right, let's talk about the Giants' tight end. They signed Ricky Seals Jones, who played for Washington this past year, twenty-seven years old, had thirty catches for two hundred seventy-one yards, two touchdowns. We don't know the details on this contract. And we retired the phrase last offseason of assume the minimum because every time we assume the minimum, it's not the minimum. Um, but I think you can assume that it's not going to be a lot because they don't have a lot right now. Um, him as a player, I don't think he's not going to be, he's not brought in to be the starter, but if he's starting a game for you, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, he's, a, he's a backup tight end who's fast. You know, he's a former wide receiver in high school and college. Uh, and he, like his, I think his best ability is to get yak. You know, and that's what you know what Washington did with him. They put him in motion. They put him on shallow crossers um, and give him some easy catches when the zones are dropping back, and he gets good yak. You know, he takes a, a catch that could be a Kyle, Kyle Rudolph would be a third and nine with Ricky Seals Jones. It, be, it becomes a third and four. You know, gets in and has has that speed to get those yak plays. He can make some tough contested catches, but he also has drop issues. Um, fun fact: over the last four years, he either has the same or of a worse drop rate than Evan Ingram. Now, we can't count 2020 because he had one target and it was a drop. Uh, but three years where he did get targets, he had uh, either the more or same of a drop rate than Evan Ingram. But he does make some tough contested catches. Uh, remember the Adore Jackson touchdown uh, versus Washington in week two? Pain. Tough. Pain. Uh, that was Ricky Seals Jones on like one of his nine snaps in that game. His route running isn't good. It's not crisp, but his best route is the speed out. And that makes sense because you got linebackers and safeties versus a fast tight end who's got momentum, who's got your hips open, and then breaks towards the, the sideline. That's his. That's going to be his best route. That's the route you can trust him to be in the right place at the right time on. Um, you know, uh, I did notice a little bit of like finding some holes in the zone, which Evan Ingram never did. I think that if there's one thing he's better than Evan Ingram, it's that. Um, but he's a bad blocker, like a ba- like you know the phrase willing, you know a willing blocker, uh, like Ricky Seals Jones isn't that. Like he's a bad bad blocker, and he's gonna be they're gonna put put him in motion, put him in the slot. Sometimes they use him as a wham blocker, but I don't think the uh, Giants are gonna do that. Like he's a bad blocker. Yeah, and you know on the note that he's a bad blocker last year with Washington, fifty eight point three percent of his snaps he took out in the slot. And only 22.7% um, he took out, uh, or excuse me, he took in line, um, I guess, with the, with his hand in the dirt. So he's fast, and if he's not that great of a route runner, um, you know, I think Brian Dable may use him on those crossers over the middle of the field. And if he's good at those contested catches, even if he doesn't create a lot of separation, you ask whatever quarterback's back there, hey, throw that ball up, and, you know, he'll go up and he'll he'll get it. You know, throw it out, you know, he'll stretch his arms, he'll be able to do that. So, um He's a tight end with the pulse. That's my main thoughts. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones is a tight end with the pulse, and the Giants need tight ends with pulses. They need professional tight ends with a heartbeat right now. Tight end is a huge need, and they had Chris Myrick as their tight end one going into free agency. Um, <laughs> it's a damn shame Caden Smith had that injury because yeah. it, this would be finally the Caden Smith time, and it's just been robbed out of us. Like That's been... The, the the thorn in my side has been the the, the Caden Smith era in the New York Giants. Um, but with a team that's going to be looking to spread the field, get guys vertically, get stuff on, get players on crossers to have your backup tight end or your tight end three to be able to be able to move. That's a value to Brian Dable. Yeah. And again, there's a huge need of tight end. I think they're going to have one tight end be their H back, you know, slash fullback because, you know, they're not bringing back Penny or Colin Gillespie. So we would assume the other backup tight end fits that role, and then there's going to be a starting tight end. 
Because like they're like they have to add a starting tight end. I don't think you can go into a season with Ricky Seals Jones as your tight end one. I guess you could do whatever you want because we're punting and nothing matters and everything sucks. Uh, you know, in Giants land or everything sucks and everything Joe Shane does is perfectly right right now. In yeah, Giants it's, and land. it's and it's not about 2022, which I I saw more of those takes today than I ever saw. This year's not about 2022. That energy wasn't brought to the Tyrod Taylor signing, but anyways. <laughs> It's the, this year's not about 2022. It's about it, this year is about 2023. I I really disagree with that. Um, I would like to see progress, and I think that's what good teams do. Good teams that are ready to compete in 2023 are also going to show progress in 2022, and that's what this year is about. Yes, and also the offense is supposed to be better. Things should be better. The offense Things. should be better. Um. Football should be better this year for the New York Football Giants. Yeah, and there's there's a mid, there's a fucking middle ground on rebuilding and going all out and yeah. doing what Dave Gettleman did in 2018. The idea that we're supposed to have this fucking roster of just dog shit ass players and like fuck it, 2022, we're just you know it's about rebuilding. Like rebuilding doesn't mean having a roster full of dog shit players to sign sixty thousand dollars. Okay, I've been holding it in all episode. Like yes, I I want there to be not just hey we got a tight end three at tight end one we got this we got this and then when i put out a, a tweet that says we need seven starters some dumbass page says oh they need inside linebacker too it's like the inside linebacker too they can start take crowder look at all these fucking holes like take crowder being a starting linebacker next to blake martinez is the least the least of my worries right now they started him for 23 games on purpose and it wasn't because he was drafted high it's because he earned it from being mr irrelevant Oh my God! I've been holding that. Wow! In. I thought I I thought I was gonna have that point. I that was my worry this episode is I was gonna do exactly what you you just did. But I'm glad you did it. Oh my God! It's 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 so annoying because every discourse is either great signing or it doesn't ma- or it just doesn't matter. It's yep. just uh, doesn't matter. Yep. Um. Gonna like you said, and we were in our group chat. You're like, like people have no problem with moving on from Logan Ryan for sixty thousand dollars now, but when an undrafted free agent Grant Haley is giving up a touch, you know, yep. his third touchdown of the game, we're gonna care all of a sudden. Yep, exactly. Well, why didn't we draft a? Why didn't we draft a slot corner? Why didn't blah blah blah? Well, like they're not gonna be able to fill these needs. Like they, no, like you not. said, they have five picks in the top uh one hundred. They have like nine starter needs plus depth needs and. Those guys aren't going to walk in and be good starters or starters in Drennel. It's going to be, anyways. Ricky Seals Jones, though. And we're overrating Julian Love. Ricky Seals Jones. Fast. Going to be out in the slot a lot. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Ricky, Ricky Williams said, calm down, Joe Judge, laughing my ass off, which that basically was the Joe Judge 11 minute rant. It was shorter, but it was just building up. Like, you know what? I'm so sick of having like calculated answers with everything um all right here's something i love with what they're doing this james bradbury i love that they're holding out with james bradbury and not giving him away for nothing like a team's gonna want james bradbury and i i really do love that they're holding out on this justin any chance i don't think there is any chance any chance he is on the team this year no no he's definitely not so apparently there has been trade offers. So they they have trade offers in their back pocket if needed. Oh, um, where did you do, was that somebody legit that said that? I think Jeremy Fowler, either Jeremy Fowler or it was it was somebody I had post notifications on for. So it was somebody legit saying, but like okay. they're gonna they're gonna hold that. But I also don't think if they didn't have any trade, like even like a bad trade offer, I don't think they would go into it with the guaranteed money type thing. Um, yeah, and and then just cut them. You know, I don't think they'd be doing this hold up. There wasn't any trade offer. So I do, I don't know when it's going to happen. Hell, it could happen on draft day. Um, but I do, I'm very confident James Batterberry will be traded. Um, and I like that they're holding out on this. Like this is, you know, draft picks matter. You know, a, a, a pick in round three is a lot different than a pick around a pick in round four and five. I mean, think about that. If it's, if it's the difference between a third round or a fourth round pick, essentially 30 players that you like better than the player you pick just went off the board. And then this is why trading your players before now, obviously James Bradbury wasn't going to end his time with the giants in a giant uniform and wasn't going to play out his entirety of his contract. But this is why it's good to trade players and not just let guys walk because maybe you can get a pick that's better than a comp pick. Um, what a concept. 
Yeah. I, again, my brain just goes back to cornerback one, not just cornerback, cornerback one is now the biggest need on the team if James Bradbury is not here. I disagree, though, because Adoree Jackson has played cornerback one. He's not the best cornerback one, but he's coming off his best season. Like, Adoree being – now, at the, at the same time, I think an ideal draft could be a Kimikwanu and Ahmad Gardner or yeah. Kayvon Thibodeau and Ahmad Gardner if the tackles aren't there. Um, so, not to say that – like, like and a cornerback's a very valuable position. Uh, you know, if there's – I mean, if there's – it's either – for me, it's, like, realistic. It's, like, one of the tackles – Kayvon Thibodeau, Ahmad Gardner. And honestly, if I felt like I can get Kayvon uh, Thibodeau at seven, I might take Ahmad Gardner at five. Um, you know, uh, so, but having a Dory Jackson as cornerback one isn't, isn't like, oh my, it's, it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. A Dory Jackson was a lot better statistically than James Bradbury last year, but James Bradbury does face wide receiver ones while Adoree Jackson, you know, he's fa- he faces wide receiver two. And Adoree Jackson is also much better against man coverage um, than James Bradbury. Um, I think here, PFF grades, we don't subscribe to it, but this is just the thing. Adoree Jackson, Adoree Jackson, 11th highest graded cornerback in man coverage. He was the second highest graded cornerback in zone coverage last year. So there you go. Um, Adoree Jackson sucks now. There you go. I was going to, oh, here's the question I'm going to ask you. Positional value question. James Bradbury is not on the team next year, so he's out in my brain. Is cornerback one more of a need for the Giants or right tackle? Right tackle. In your brain. Right Say that tackle. again? Right, right tackle. tackle? Oh, I adamantly disagree. I think right tackle is by far this team's biggest need because I there's think- no free agent addition they can add, and taking one in the second or third round is dangerous. Is dangerous. I think for 2022, okay, so let's just say you draft a you draft a Gardner, a Gardner this year. I don't think you automatically catapult him to, you know, facing, you know, CD Lamb and Terry McLaurin four times a year. But for future, CB1, most important, and then right tackle. Well, unlike you, I think offense is way more important than defense. Wow. That's why I have right tackle. <laughs> We're going to throw that back in my face. But I, I, do, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, the Giants are gonna trade Aaron Rob or Aaron Robinson, oh. uh, James Bradbury. Like I, I, like if if the tackles Thibodeau and Ahmad Gardner are all available at five, it's gonna pain me that know that we won't get one of those guys. Like it really will. Like that's how much I like uh, Sauce Gardner. I'm I'm starting to just call him Sauce Gardner because everyone else does. Yeah, um, well, you you literally I, said like a week ago. I don't want to call a grown man Sauce. So. I know, but everyone calls him that. But I like calling him a mod better. Like if we ever interview him, I'm calling him a mod. I just called him a mod. A mod. I didn't call him Sauce. Um. <sighs> so that all right, the Giants resigned uh, Corey Cunningham. Essentially, a camp body. If they want to keep four tackles, he's got as good a chance to be at over as Matt Parrott does. And wide receiver Robert Foster, contract details came out. One year, $965,000 with no guarantees. It's basically a futures deal that the Giants signed on the first day of free agency. Yeah, yeah. That's essentially what he's battling for a roster spot. Um, I did Good do news. A, I, I didn't do a film breakdown on him, which means he's not a real free agent signing. Good news. We can continue to talk about Corey Cunningham on Giants stories. Yes, that is actually good news. I need to update the answer. So I, I was, um, we're not doing giant stories this week. I've been, I haven't actually. No, I'll just do it right now. I haven't unfollowed Evan Ingram because I actually, I put actually put. Cause I actually want to whatever. Um, his like I thought he'd have some type of goodbye to New York. No. And I wanted to be the first no. to post it, and he. Uh, wait, maybe he did. He said nope, goodbye to New York when he removed everything out of his bio. Yeah. I put out a tweet. I was like, I tweeted at him. I was like, waiting for your good uh, thank you to Giants Nation. People were like, he doesn't, like, he doesn't owe you that. It's like, that's the fucking joke, okay? It's yes. like that. There's no reason for Evan Ingram to thank Giants Nation. All right, I'm unfollowing Evan Ingram. But th- at right. the same time, he hasn't posted anything about the Jacks. But you know what? Someone else will post it. We, he did tweet out, like, Duval Nation or something like that. He did tweet out, like, Jacksonville. He tweeted out, maybe not Instagram. Should I Corey sing a song? Co- you will remember. Oh, Evan Ingram tweeted? Yeah, he tweeted. He did, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. So, Corey Cunningham, dinner in Queens, 
slight celebratory drink, a, a Mick Ultra and a shot. Mm. Very good, cool. Shout out Trent Sherfield for getting signed. Shout out Chase Edmonds for getting signed. He reposted uh, some of his teammates posting his stuff. Resign, resign, resign. All right, so cool stuff for our, our guy Corey Cunningham. I'm, I'm excited to have you on Giant Stories this offseason. Um, you know what? Let's go through quick through Giant Stories. Kadarius Tony, just nothing. Tyrod Taylor's at the Giants logo. Ooh. The Giants feel. Um, McKinney saying bye to Logan Ryan. The players love uh, Logan Ryan, by the they way. They do, yeah. A lot of them were posting. Uh, quick question about Tyrod Taylor. Uh, what did you think that – did they have a text conversation, him and Daniel Jones, or was it a phone conversation? It was a text conversation, but Zach Rosenblatt kind of, like, worded it a little poorly, um, where it was like he uh, texted him and, you know, like – and said and said that he has – he's a, he's a, you know, good athlete and can make all the throws. You know, it made it sound like Daniel Jones texted that to Tyrone. Our guy Tap Jackson had a good text edit of of that. And it was like, yeah, hey, hey Tyrone. Hey, Tyrell, you know, welcome, welcome to the team. He's like, thanks, Daniel. Excited to get to work. He's like, I'm mobile and I can make all the throws. And Tyrell Taylor says, okay. <laughs> um, um, but all right, that's that's an episode. We will see you guys on most likely Tuesday. Might have an interview on Tuesday. I haven't even told Justin about this, but it's no. you know, read the tea leaves. It's an episode we have post free agency every single year, and this guy, this guy might just be an award winning journalist yeah mentioned him a few times today all right we appreciate you guys enjoy your weekend until then let's go big blue John Boy Media has a new teammate. It's iHeart Podcast. What does it mean? John Boy Media shows can now be found over at the Dan Patrick Show. That's right. How cool is that? Wake and Jake and Jimmy's three things have joined the iHeart Podcast and Dan Patrick Show family. And the best part, they'll still continue to be the same shows you know and love. If you couldn't tell, we're excited about this one. And thank you guys for listening.